The Homicide Hunter returns to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joe Kenda is his name. In case you don't know who Joe Kenda is, 23-year veteran of the Colorado Springs Police Department, spent 21 years chasing killers as a homicide detective, nine years as a star of Homicide Hunter on Investigation Discovery Channel. He's got a new series called American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda on Investigation Discovery Channel. He's written several books, and he's a true law enforcement icon. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. We are thrilled to partner with Shatterproof at FHE, the world-renowned treatment program for first responders, because at times, helpers need help. Exclusive treatment services for first responders who may suffer from exposure to trauma, PTSD, anxiety, depression, and substance abuse. For free 24-7 information, call 833-776-1420. 833-776-1420. That's 833-776-1420. Or online at FHEHealth.com. That's FHEHealth.com. Under programs, you'll find details about Shatterproof. Calling us from, well, secret location, location unknown. Joe Kenda returns to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joe is, I, I, I consider him an icon in American law enforcement. 23 years in the uh, Colorado Springs Police Department, uh, and he spent 21 of those years uh, chasing killers as a homicide detective and commander of the Major Crimes Unit. Now, what a lot of people may not realize, I'm being sarcastic, he was star of Homicide Hunter, nine seasons on Investigation Discovery Channel. He's got a new special called Homicide Hunter Never Give Up, premieres on Investigation Discovery Channel on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. August 17th, and American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, which airs on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on ID, and both are available on demand at the streaming channel Discovery Plus. Joe, thanks so much for being a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. Oh, you're quite welcome. It's good to have you back again. And I got to say this. My wife, I told her, I said, oh, I'm, I'm having an interview with Joe Kenda uh, tomorrow morning. She's like, oh, make sure you tell him I said hello. So you don't know her, but she says hello. All right. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> and the reason why we talked about this in the first episode, by the way, Joe, if you missed it, he was a guest on the show a little over a year ago. And you can listen to the podcast version of free uh, season five, episode 18 of the Law Enforcement Today podcast podcast and one of the things we talked about then joe and then we'll get into your shows was i immediately loved your delivery because and i remember clearly my wife was saying i love the way he talks i'm like this guy talks like every cop i know i mean the real real deal police not the mobile report takers the real ones and i just love the way you talk it's no nonsense it's here's the facts remember the old just a facts ma'am it was kind of like that well, that's the way I am. It's uh, I've never had a script in any of the shows I've ever done. 
because I refuse to do that. I'm not an actor. I'm a policeman. I was physically present at all these events, with the exception of the American Detective Show, where I was not. It's other cases. But where I was there, I know what happened, and I'll tell you about that. And that's what I do. Uh, so it's the only thing they do is they take out the profanity, which I don't kind of understand. I mean, I do understand because it's a family show and all that. But as you know, profanity is the language of the street. And so, but they've removed that. But other than that, it's just me. Yeah, sometimes we have to use rough language. And back in my day, and we have overlapping careers, we were trained in something called verbal judo. And what that meant was a lot of times we would use terminology and phrases, which everybody else hearing would think, oh my goodness, he's so rude. It's all designed to keep people from resorting to use of force. Uh, and of course, quite often you couldn't get people's respect unless you <laughs> talked to them in a way that was common for that area. Of course. <clears throat> the thing that people don't realize is street people that you and I dealt with every day have been kicked to the curb by society their entire lives. And if you present yourself as a member of society, they won't tell you their name, let alone anything else. But if you present yourself as one of them by the way you speak and what you say and the use of profanity, then they see you as one of them and they will talk to you. I understand 100%. And yeah, I got dragged in front of what we called internal affairs many times for discourtesy over my career. And it's like, it was always unfounded. So uh, before we get lost in that conversation, which we could do very easily, I want to talk about your special (laughs) Homicide Hunter Never Give Up premieres on ID on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. This is, if I understand correct, a three-part theatrical presentation. It's a it's a two hour special about a case that's never been presented before because it was an unsolved case. Uh, the thing that's dramatic about it is that it was a case that occurred on St. Patrick's Day, nineteen eighty seven. One of the most violent things I've ever seen, uh, and that case remained unsolved for thirty four years, actually less than that, about thirty two years. Until advances in DNA came uh, came to the fore, and we were able to examine evidence because I properly preserved it at the time it was found, and resulted in the discovery of a perpetrator, which is a remarkable turn of events. I've never presented a case before because I only dealt with cases on Homicide Hunter that had been adjudicated, and people had been found guilty and placed in prison and so on. I never talked about the 31 cases that I didn't solve because they are active criminal investigations and under Colorado law, they're privy only to the police, the courts, and the defense bar, and not any information provided to the public. But this case became solved, and thus I can present same, and it's quite an interesting tale. I think a big part of that is, and I'm asking you your opinion, is I'm not haunted by the cases we solved. It's the ones I couldn't solve. And quite often we had a really strong idea who did it. We just couldn't find enough probable cause to make the arrest. Was that the case for you with this one? No, that's what makes this one so amazing. This guy was a ghost. The case report in that case was 2000 pages. 
and his name never appeared in it. So it was a real who done it. We had you had no idea. Absolutely. We had no clue. And without getting we never details, heard of this guy. It, it, it sounds mm-hmm. like it was a stranger on stranger crime. It absolutely was. Those are so hard to solve. They are. I, I wish people yes. could understand. It's not for lack of effort. I mean, for goodness sakes, your department spent 32 years trying to solve this case and finally did. Correct. Correct. But people seem to think. pages of interviews of all of everybody we could think of and everybody we could identify as having been anywhere near this woman. And we got nowhere fast. The ultimate frustration is so frustrating. And normally, as you know, as you know, most murders occur between people that know each other in some way. Correct. They're emotionally connected, financially connected, criminally connected. They're all they're together at some point resulting in a motivation to cause harm. That yeah. wasn't the case here. We had an old saying. Randomly you're, you're, selected. You're more likely to be, be killed by someone who so-called, and I'm air quoting, loves you than a t- total stranger. Yes. The, the guy, the creepy guy in the car, yeah, you want to stay away from him. A stranger you don't know, stranger danger for sure. But quite often the threat to your life comes from someone that's near and dear to you that you have known for a, a while and your family's known. We're talking with the homicide hunter, Joe Kenda. Uh, we've got so much more to talk about. We're going to talk more about his new special series, Homicide Hunter, Never Give Up, and also American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, both on Investigation Discovery Channel and available for on demand at Discovery Plus. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. What makes Shatterproof a very unique program is it's one of the only programs in the country that first responders can go to that is 100% all first responders. Everybody's in pretty bad shape when they get here. And then 30 days later, when you can see the transformation and the difference in people when they've had 30 days uh, of counseling, working with therapists, working with a psychiatrist, getting the neuro treatment. The transformation that happens with the clients is really humbling to be able to work around and see because people are getting better here. And it just shows that there's a need for the first responder community to deal with behavioral health issues and take them seriously and offer treatment to people that may need help out there. For free 24-7 information, call 833-776-1420 or online at fhehealth.com. Joining us on the Law Enforcement Today Show, we have the homicide hunter himself, Joe Kenda, on the phone. He is a 23-year veteran of the Colorado Springs Police Department spent 21 years chasing killers as a homicide detective, star of the Investigation Discovery series, nine years running Homicide Hunter. He's got a new special called Homicide Hunter Never Give Up, which we talked about premieres on Investigation Discovery Channel, Wednesday, 9 p.m., August 17th, and the series American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on ID. Both are available same day on Discovery+. Plus. Oh, and I forgot to add, you've written several books, too. You are a busy cat. I like to stay busy. Keeps me out of the bars. <laughs> That's a great answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure uh, you never thought when you finally retired from police work that you'd be like, okay, I'll be doing this. No. No one ever would. I am living proof 
that even a blind pig finds an acorn once in a while. Isn't that just amazing? I, I, I love the way you describe that. Now, one of the things that I find myself doing is, and I hate when I do this, I start with, a, you know, back in my day in policing, we did this, and oh, the police back then were tougher, stronger, smarter, they had more street sense, whatever it was, and we lose f- sight of, I should say, I lose sight of how talented, how committed, how trained and deserving respect our modern day law enforcement officers should be getting. And quite often they don't get it. And American detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, I think does just that. Am I wrong? No, you're not. That's the reason I created it. I wanted to show the world that I wasn't the Lone Ranger, that there are people, homicide detectives all over the country Small towns, sheriff's departments, big cities, they work like dogs for little or no money and suffer the slings and arrows of the public and the press for the sole purpose of standing in the shoes of the victim and protecting their rights because they can no longer protect their own. And I think it's important to show that. And that's the purpose of that program, to allow the public to see how dedicated, how well-trained, how thoughtful, how clever modern law enforcement is. Yeah, they, and they've got tools and resources we didn't have back in the day. But it a lot Correct. of it boils down to gumshoe police work. you got to knock on doors. you got to talk to people. Homicides don't solve themselves. You've got to put in the, the man hours to get it done. That's correct. Evidence doesn't solve a case. It sometimes can be very helpful and sometimes can lead to a conviction, but it doesn't solve the case. Items and technology and wizardry don't kill people. People do. Right. You want to talk to people to find out who's a player in this affair. You're so right. I, I And I these shows like the uh, CSI shows, where they get DNA off handguns. I'm, I'm still waiting for the first time that's happened, or a fingerprint. I've never had that happen, and so many convictions were based <laughs> off what people call, of yeah, what people call circumstantial what evidence. Me, what kills me about those programs, my wife was attracted to CSI because of the music and the blue lights and all the that they put on TV about how these lab techs who are never sworn and never carry a gun and never interrogate anybody are suddenly doing all of that. So she said to me, would you watch this with me and tell me about it? Yeah. All right. So I sat down, I watched this episode. She was all thrilled with it. And she said, well, is it, is it all true? I said, absolutely none of it. It's 100% nonsense. It's entertainment. It's not meant to be true. It's not even designed to be that way. It gives people a false impression. That's certainly the case because people tend to believe things that they see. But that's, that's, <laughs> she was really upset with me. I said, well, then don't ask me to watch these things. Yeah, don't make don't me watch TV them. with you. It's not good for either yeah, one right. of us. I'll tell you that right now, Joe. And my wife and I have been together Absolutely. 25 years. Yeah. 
Well, that's one of the things I loved I've about been married you. married for 55. Oh, my goodness. She's a saint. There's a spot in heaven for her. I can tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> she might have her own heaven for putting up with me. You know what? The wives and spouses of police officers, they deserve their own special spot. They really, really do. One of the things I love about yeah, what Investigations Discovery Channel does, and your shows in particular, uh, I have watched them, is... They don't go into a lot of the fluff and stuff and the highly, man, I loved Miami Vice back in the day when I was a kid, but it was never like that. Policing was never, ever like that. And your show's not like they're so accurate, they're so real, and I don't watch them and go, there's a a philosophy of suspend disbelief. I don't get that at all. I'm like, this is intriguing, this is realistic, this is real life. Because it is. It is. That's right. And so many of these detectives that you have in your show... And this is something I think maybe we need to, to change is, you know, you interview a cop on television and what they'll say is, you know, I'm no hero. I'm just right place, right time. They, the media is so quick to crucify police when they do something, and I'm air quoting, wrong, but we never, ever talk about the really good things that cops do. And so, therefore, people never hear about it. Your shows do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do that on purpose. Because we need to have that to give a balanced view of what law enforcement is. The news only reports bad news because it's the only thing that sells. And the news who paint themselves as guardians of the public interest are in fact a business. And if you don't watch and they don't have ratings, they can't charge for advertising and they go under. So, as a result, when you watch the news, don't go out because the gangs will kill you. But if you stay home, radon gas will seep up through the floor and kill you anyway. Right. We'll be back after these messages unless you're dead. That's their whole approach. And it's totally and hopelessly unfair to those among us who deal with the bad people of the world. And the only time we make the news is when somebody does something awful and they're wearing a uniform and they do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that becomes a public view. And quite often, it doesn't even really matter how, if they did things the right way or not. It just, hey, this, this no, is a cop, he no. or she had a uniform on, he or she was a different race, and therefore they're guilty of something. Yes. Absolutely. And you and I both know that's not the case. And, I, I got to say this before we get a break. I've never in my career met a cop who would cover for another cop for any circumstances whatsoever, especially when it came to corruption, especially when it came to violating people's civil rights or anything of that nature. And this this whole concept of the thin blue wall of silence. Now, that may have been true in the Serpico days, but that was a long time ago. That was before my time. And I suspect it was before your time. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's nonsense. Yeah, and we're still that's haunted all by that. Hollywood. Yeah, we we, we still. Oh yeah, of course. And, and we're still haunted by things like Birmingham, Alabama, civil rights protests, and things of that nature. By the actions of other agencies, people have been long gone. We're still bearing the brunt of that, and we have, as a profession, as a nation, gotten so far away from that kind of nonsense and crime. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. We're turning our conversation with Joe Kenda in just a few moments, so don't go anywhere. One of the most frequent questions we see is, 
Where can I find great podcasts? Do you have any suggestions? Yes, we do. So we decided to start our own podcast network on Law Enforcement Today. That's right. You can find top podcasts about law enforcement on our website and our free app. Go to letradioshow.com. Click the Be Heard tab, and there you'll find the LET Podcast Network. We'll be adding more podcasts from first responders and more. Again, to find the Law Enforcement Today Podcast Network, go to letradioshow.com and click on the Be Heard in our menu. Or download our free app today at letradioshow.com. Flintstone Media has been the digital messaging bedrock of several brands and businesses, serving as a highly resourceful podcast production house and consultancy firm for over six years. Work with a leader in the industry and add a new podcast to your brand's content offerings. From show development and setup through recording and distribution, Jemmy will lend her experience launching dozens of podcasts and producing over a thousand episodes, making creating your show a simple and easy turnkey process for you. Visit FlintstoneMedia.com for podcast samples. That's FlintstoneMedia.com. Return conversation with the Homicide Hunter on... Law Enforcement Today radio show. Joe Kenda, retired Colorado Springs police lieutenant, 23 years on the job, 21 of those chasing killers as a homicide detective and commander of the major crimes unit, which, by the way, that could be a show himself being a commander. Uh, he is also the star of uh, Homicide Hunter, nine seasons running on Investigation Discovery Channel. He's got a new special called Homicide Hunter Never Give Up, premieres on uh, Investigation Discovery Channel Wednesday, 9 p.m., August 17th, and a series American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, which airs on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Investigation Discovery Channel. Both are available to stream same day, on demand, wherever you want, wherever it's convenient for you, at Discovery+. Plus. And he's written several books, too. One of the things that we talked about in our first interview, which, by the way, is season five, episode 18 of the Law Enforcement podcast, which is free, so check it out, is your transition into police work and an inside look at Joe Kenda doing police work and a glimpse of Joe Kenda and his life after police work. And I think those are fascinating conversations. And I quote people quite often in the show, and I believe you use the term. When you retired, you were drowning in a sea of violence. And I don't think people really comprehend the impact that has. And I'll just say this very quickly. I try not to watch the news because I get so disturbed. On the 4th of July, the Chicagoland area mass shootings, I was in a different stratosphere and I locked down. I didn't go around people. I was so disturbed because it brought up so many unpleasant memories and emotions from police work. Do you still find that to be an issue in your life? Of course it is. Absolutely. I live on 22 acres of trees in Virginia. I have no neighbors. Around the ground around me is owned by a lumber company, and it's their inventory. For They have 4,000 acres of trees. I'm just not a big fan of humans. I don't watch the news because it distresses me when I do. The unsolved cases I have have provided me with the blessing of five recurring nightmares. They are so horrible. My wife once told me 
I needed professional help. So I identified a psychiatrist in Denver who was supposed to be the guy for PTSD west of the Mississippi River. All right, so I'm a retired policeman. I'm not a TV guy, so I am broke. I go see this clown, and his nurse informs me that a one-hour session of an introductory nature with uh, Dr. Wizard is 400 U.S. dollars payable up front. $400 to me was one hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, the wife said, so I dutifully paid her, and I go in and see this guy, nice enough fellow, about my age at the time, had me sit down, and he said, I understand you have recurring nightmares. I said, I do. Could you describe them to me? Okay. So I did. It took about 20 minutes of my hour. Before I was done, he was in tears. And I was comforting him. And I thought two things. Why is it that this picture looks like this? Because it's supposed to be the other way around. And the second item was, who do I speak to about a refund of my 400 U.S. dollars. I left him weeping on his sofa. I went outside. I contacted the nurse, and I said, hey, give me that check back, or I'm going to crawl over this desk and take it. And she just looked at me, and she handed me the check, and I left. I drive home. took about an hour and a half. My wife greets me smiling at the door and said, how did it go? And I looked at her and I said, don't you ever suggest that to me. Oh, oh, oh. Things didn't go well after that. Uh, that's why I go back that to the spot disaster. in heaven for them. So <laughs> I get uh, everything you talk about here. I understand. And just a real quick look at me is the people I got the most help from were combat Vietnam veterans. They really helped me more than anybody else. And I am really impressed by the Shatterproof program at FHE Health. It's just first responders, four first responders, substance abuse, PTSD, uh, treatment services from those who understand that have been there in a way that only those that have been there can do. Check it out. Go to FHEHealth.com. Look in the programs. You'll find details about Shatterproof. And I found Same that- here. I'll tell you what else helped me, huh? I'll tell you what else helped me, which is why the only reason I agreed to do Homicide Hunter, which I initially didn't want to do it. My wife is a, has a PhD in nagging. She went to a good school, and she harassed me for four days. And I finally decided, okay, peace in the family. I will call them back, they being discovery. And one thing led to another. But what was really good for me is it was therapeutic. I've said more to that camera than I've ever said to my wife. It was able to offload some of those emotions that I had buried in my psyche so I didn't have to think about it. And that doesn't work. But after nine years of laying out 144 episodes of that show, I felt, and still do, immensely better than I ever felt before I did it. So that, for me, was truly the magic did your wife look at you differently after watching any of these, or does she even watch them? She did initially, and she still does. 
but it was interesting. The first time I saw myself on television, it was startling. You know, there you are. Your face fills the screen, and you look at it, and you say, my God, that's me. And then I, when I spoke, your own voice never sounds the same to you as it does to everyone else. So I looked at my wife, Kathy, and I said, do I sound like that? She said, well, yeah, I've been listening to you for 50 years. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's a startling thing. It really is. You know? So the show continues, and I look at her, and she's looking at me and not at the television. I said, what are you looking at me for? She said, I never knew you did that. So it was a revelation in some ways for her. I found that... You know, I thought I was really good at transitioning from Cop J to Husband J to Dad J. And a big part of it for me was when you take the Velcro off and the vest, it was like a mental undressing and changing roles. I didn't talk to my wife at the time about what I went through. And I didn't talk to her about really bad things. Number one, I didn't want her to worry more. She already worried enough. I kind of get the feeling you didn't talk to your wife a lot about what you went through either. No, I didn't. No, for the same reason. Yeah, and for now, the same reason I didn't want to scare her, and I told I told my my buddies if I ever got hurt at work, which I did, and we always do. I said, "You, if I'm conscious, I will call her and tell her, you know, that no one else. I don't want anybody knocking on the door. You know, your husband is this, and your husband is that. I didn't want to put her through that. So I was in the emergency room on one occasion, <laughs> and uh, I called her. I said, hey, well, how are you? I'm in the ER at Memorial, but I'm okay. Well, if you're okay, what are you doing in the ER? And it kind of went downhill from there. But at least she knew I was alive when I wasn't at death's door, which is what her concern always was. One of the things, and I didn't realize until after retiring, and you know, my first marriage ended in divorce, but uh, my mother said to me, she goes, it took... You retiring so I could stop worrying and get a good night's sleep. And she said something like uh, police work really affected her as well. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. We're talking with the homicide hunter, Joe Kenda. Got so much more to talk about, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Have you ever wanted to listen to a favorite Law Enforcement Today episode again? Or chat directly with John J. Wiley? Now you can. Download Podopolo for free on either app store and send John J. Wiley a DM right on the app. That's P-O-D-O-P-O-L-O, Podopolo. There's only one official Facebook page. What you do, you do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. Click like and follow. There you'll find updates about upcoming episodes of the radio show. You can contact me. We also find unique, one-of-a-kind editorials and news articles. That is our Facebook page, Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Be sure to click like and follow. We'll see you there. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. Return to a conversation with the homicide hunter. I love saying that. His name is Joe Kenda, 23-year veteran of the Colorado Springs Police Department, spent 21 years chasing killers as a homicide detective and commander of the Major Crimes Unit. Star of the Investigation Discovery series, nine years running, called Homicide Hunter, 
hence the name Homicide Hunter. He's got a new series called American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, which airs on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Investigation Discovery Channel. And in his special called Homicide Hunter, Never Give Up, premieres on Investigation Discovery Channel Wednesdays, 9 p.m., August 17th. Both are available on demand the same day, whenever you want, from wherever you want, at Discovery+. Plus. And he's written several books as well. You make me sound like a, a really non-achiever, Joe. <laughs> it's all uh, it's all a matter of luck, my boy. We talked earlier. I want to examine that a little bit further. We talked earlier in season five, episode eighteen. You talked about how you did this, and you kind of alluded to it. Your wife was kind of letting you know in a very gentle way. You need to follow up on this this thing with Investigation Discovery Channel. You didn't want to do it originally. I didn't want to do it, and she did not do it in a gentle way. Gentle is not part of her mo. Her uh, attitude was in my face for four days. You're going to call him back this morning or this afternoon? <laughs> what are you going to say when you call him? And on and on. And it's like, oh, my God, this isn't going to stop. It's not going to stop. So I made the, I made the call. The guy I called, I kind of liked him on the phone. And he said to me, I want you to come to Denver, and I want to put you in front of a camera and I want to see how that goes. And he said, I'll pay you $100 to come to Denver and do that. I'm a retired cop, 100 bucks. All I got to do is drive to Denver. I'm on. So I went to Denver. I sat down in front of a camera with a sound equipment and lights and all kinds of toys I'd never seen. I was fascinated. I looked around and... And I looked at this guy, and I said, what do, you want to, what do you want me to talk about? And he looked at me, and he said, tell me about murder. Okay. So I did for about 30 minutes, just off the top of my head, as usual. And I looked at my watch, and I stopped, and I stood up. I was sitting in a chair. I stood up, and I said, is that what you had in mind? And everybody stood there with their mouth open, and I thought, well, this didn't go well. I said, let me ask you again. Is that what you had in mind? Oh, yes. And it was off and running after that. So you never thought you'd be in the position you're in now. And the, the, the question I have for you is there are things I deliberately try to forget. I want to forget names. I want to forget faces. I'm not always successful with that. When people want me to talk about it, I'm reluctant. I don't want to talk about it. But there seems to be, well, there, and for good reason, a good, strong interest in what they do. And I'm so glad that they did it with you in a way that's fair and accurate of the horrors and the violence that, that not only are cops go through, but the victims of these crimes and their families. They're left out of the conversation quite often. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the deal I made with them. I said, I will do this on one condition. I have control over the final product. If I catch you doing anything in Hollywood, I'm going to shove it down your throat. And they all kind of just looked at me and I said, and the answer is, oh, we'll, we'll, okay, fine. We'll do it that way. And they have. They've, they've stayed with their word. I've never once had to say to them, take that out. No, don't use that, whatever. I'm, Never I, had to applaud uh, them because we that. made the deal up front. Yeah, let uh, them know I said thank you because it's very much one cop to another is very much appreciated. And some of the other shows, 
like Rod Demery's show is the same way. And I, I love the approach. And it's something we need a lot more of. And, and I got to give uh, kudos to Investigation Discovery Channel for doing this. Because back in the day, no one did it. No one did it. And they were on first. And now it seems like people want to copycat that. Oh, they do. I mean, people in ID are the best. I mean, they are. They're, uh, they truly want to tell the story correctly. They truly admire law enforcement. They do. And I've had a very good relationship with them over the years. And what I mean, they were a little shocked with me because when they asked me what I wanted to be paid, I said, whatever you think is fair and customary. And they just stared at me and said, that's what, yeah, you know, right? If money was a motive to me, I'd have never been a policeman. Absolutely not. I was so poor, I couldn't pay attention. Exactly. I couldn't either. I couldn't either. And we, we started at such a low rate of money like job. there was no tomorrow. Yeah, I hate to ask you this. What was your starting pay when you first started in police work? $600 a month. Oh, my goodness. We got paid $13,000 a year, and I thought I was rich. I was eating macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles, and I couldn't afford an apartment without a roommate. It just was not possible. That, that's correct. That is correct. And we had an expression. The mayor of Colorado Springs, who was a, a tremendous man, really. He was a, a former judge, graduate of West Point, had a hard-line attitude. It was his way or the highway. He ran the city of Colorado Springs in the black for 30 years. He would have been elected in a landslide every time there, every time there was an election. His name was Robert M. Isaac. He has since passed away. But the expression was, when you look at your paycheck, uh, was, we're all here to take a bullet for Bob. <laughs> that was the excuse, you know, for the money, you know, for the, we got to take a bullet for the mayor. If I had to do it all but, over yeah, again, I would have done it, and I would still do it all over again. Can I say the same for you? Absolutely. And I would have done it for free. Mrs. Kenda, not so much, but I would have done it for free. Well, now you're reaping. It was important to me. You're reaping some of the rewards uh, financially from your life after law enforcement, which blows me away. And I, I think every street cop should remember. I, I, I told my wife this other day. We were having dinner uh, out at a waterfront restaurant in Florida, and I said, "If you told me when I was a young street cop patrolling Baltimore streets that this was in my future, I would have laughed at you." And I'm sure you feel yeah. the same way that you're here. You are in a t- painting a totally different perspective. I want to focus on your shows. So you've got homicide hunter, which is available still on demand nine seasons. You've got the new special homicide hunter. Never give up premieres on investigation discovery channel Wednesdays, 9 PM, August 17th. You've got American detective Lieutenant Joe Kenda airs Wednesdays at 10 PM. Both are available to stream the same day on discovery plus and written several books too. It amazes me that a guy like you, and I mean this with all sincerity, a guy like you who I think of is quite a lot like me and like many police I know is doing so well in life and that people actually want to hear what you have to say. They actually do. It's it's quite remarkable. And Discovery, as you know, operates all over the world. I got a fan letter the other day from a guy in English it begins with the phrase as follows. My name is so-and-so. I live in a small town called Vanas, V-A-N-N-A-S, in the north of Sweden. I love your show. And it's like, really? In the small town in the north of Sweden. And I get 
mail from literally all over the world. It is remarkable. Maybe that's and I would have never suspected that to ever be the case. No one would. No one would. No, why I, would you ever think that? I, why I, I yeah, why would anybody either. want to hear what Joe Kenda has to say about what time it is, let alone anything else? The amazing part is they do. you have fans all over the world, and my number one fan is a 16, she's probably 17 now, 17-year-old autistic teenager in Sweden. Go figure. I'm thinking, why would she listen to this yeah. show as a podcast? Uh, the radio is one thing. The podcast, people listening in other countries when they want, blows my mind away. And it's really about the guests. It's stories like yours. Well, that's true, I suppose. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's still remarkable to me. Uh, still, I'm always kind of shocked when people recognize me or speak to me. And they're always very polite and they're always very nice. And I all, I'm nice in return. I pose for pictures. I pet the dog. I hold the baby. I do all that. Because you should. It's, the most gratifying thing for me is I've had many minority members, <clears throat> black and Hispanic, male and female, young. They want their picture taken with me. They want their picture taken with a policeman. It isn't about me. It's about the fact I'm a policeman. It's amazing. That's Joe, important. Thanks so much for being guest on the show. Thanks for your service. Thanks for all you do. All very much appreciated. You're welcome. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.